0: You are listening to the Slow Ride Podcast, inside bike culture, but outside the bike game. For show notes, links, and more information, head to theslowridepodcast.com. You can also email us questions, thoughts, and ideas at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com. This podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Just search The Slow Ride. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. We are. My name is Tim Hayes in Gainesville, Florida, joined by all as always by the little guy Matt Allen in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and Spencer Howe in Boston, Massachusetts. How are you guys doing today?
1: We are lovely. I'm sure. I'm doing That's
0: well. That's doing good. So, little guy, you're the one that discovered our new intro music called "The Sleeping Gypsy" by Fran- Franco Ambrosia or whatever. Really good stuff. Little Cosby, <laughs> Cosby <laughs> flair.
2: Yes, it's smooth. You know, I think we're we're a little, we're a little too rocking. We need we need to get smooth, especially if we're gonna be doing we're doing this at these late hours. We need to be mellow and just chill. You know. That's
0: right. And uh, Spencer, you're fresh back from the Cycle Sport International, Cycle Smart International, or Invitational, whatever. Big cross race up there in New England. It's 20, a bike race. Twenty eight years the... strong.
1: Well. I'm going to just correct a few mistakes there. It's the cycle smart international It's the 24th year. And yeah, I am fresh back from it. It was a pretty epic weekend. It was super fun.
0: So I was correct on maybe one of those five facts. So thanks for correcting me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You got cycle cycle was definitely
0: part of it. (laughs) There we go. And uh, lots to talk about this week, gentlemen, Um, real exciting stuff. But first off, we need to uh, give a shout out to uh, on our. We got a most recent I, um, iTunes review of the podcast. We always ask for them, and we got a new oh, one. Oh man! Came in, and let me read it oh to you guys.
1: I haven't heard All this right. yet.
0: Oh, this is good. This is from NC State Wolfpack on October twenty fourth, twenty fourteen, <laughs> and I read verbatim. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic! Great group of cycling enthusiasts that have some idea who their audience is. Cyclists who enjoy riding their bikes and take not taking the world so seriously. The news sections are boring, the tech sections are funny and informing, and finally the Tim Hayes rants are money. Keep it up, guys. Four stars out of five.
2: What are the news sections? What are the uh, news the news? Uh, news or new? News.
0: News. Well, news. News News
1: is boring. News is super boring. News I'm, is super
0: boring, but I'm guys, with this guy. The rants are we money. Never, for, they they, they we never, never do to me. Do you know what? News. I don't see little guy on here. I don't see Spencer Howe being mentioned. Just Shh. Tim Hayes. This is did good. you?
2: who Wait, who wrote that one?
0: I have my <laughs> – I, I, I did think it was uh, one of my employees at the bike shop, but he claims it wasn't him. Because if it's it was a, him, I would have just, demanded five stars and not four stars.
2: Tim Hayes is awesome, but he just needs to pay his employees a little bit more. <laughs>
0: Anyway, so thanks for that. You can always uh, every time someone leaves us a ranking, um a little An angel gets wings. Yeah. yeah. So uh go go help us out. Help us raise up and get even more popular. So, gentlemen, the most uh important thing cuz this this that that reader and listener wants to listen to news is that Jen's voice, we no news. longer have to talk his name anymore. He's no longer we the our st- record holder.
2: We will still talk his name
0: <laughs> any anything big with him no longer being the hour record holder
2: uh, maybe maybe he'll come out of retirement
1: take it back so it, i don't think so yeah ex- I, mean, it was, I, don't know. I i, I still contend it. that no one cares about the hour record at all well, I think it, it's good
2: it's not the actual app. Uh, act of it happening it's the build up around it that's good like now that you got Wiggins and Martin kind of throwing their hats but, in the ring
1: yeah yeah and Wiggins Cancellar's and Martin do it. But and Cancellare's been talking about it for years but who owns it now
0: I'm googling the guy with the the name. right
1: right none of you guys know and who owned it before yeah, you don't know his Jens name. Voigt who who got it before Jens Voigt he had it for a few years Sesenko oh, you didn't know that. So well, your Google hands are fast. I just said it. Jedi. No,
2: it? I'm looking at Alpha Romeos on <laughs> Craigslist. So it's
1: it's Mateus Brandel.
0: What are you looking up on Craigslist? Alpha Romeos. Alpha Romeos. What
2: do,
0: what are you looking up on Craigslist, there, little guy? <laughs> Alpha Romeos. Oh, okay. That's so crazy. yeah, it was Mateus Brandle. Either way, he he Congrats now has to the you. lead. N- we can now
1: say shut up, Jens, and yeah. put that to bed. Perfect. Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm real happy, but I do have a question on how this works. So they're doing it all in Switzerland, at the neutral site. Would it make more sense to do it at altitude, right? Like, isn't that like, wouldn't mm, or does it have to be at this think, velodrome? Like, why are they all going to no, Switzerland? No,
2: it, it can be anywhere. Jens didn't do it there, did he? He did it somewhere else. It,
0: no, he did. They he all did, did, it did it in it. Switzerland. They all did it in Switzerland. No,
2: I don't think they did the same velodrome because uh, wasn't it uh, this this velodrome was the one by the UCI and it's shorter. I thought Jens did it on a longer track.
0: Well, by way, up. why aren't they doing it in like Colombia or super high up like where that's Mexico where Chris Hoy? Yeah, Mexico City. That's where Chris Hoy. Chris Hoy went to South America to try to take the kilo record a few years ago.
2: Well, I don't know, because maybe I think because currently and the way it's set, I mean, like he knew he could probably hit it at this track and he didn't have to fly across the world to do it. You know, I think it's yeah. probably just logistics.
1: Yeah. Jens just drove like four miles into Switzerland and was like, yeah, do the he thing. Found a, he probably found it. Make geopass. all the money.
2: Does the altitude <laughs> matter? Or does the humidity matter more? Because isn't the whole thing you got to you got to crank the heat well, up? Because there's kind of like a perfect temperature track... where you slip through the air.
1: Right, if the track is wood, then the humidity matters. If the if the track is made out of concrete, then it doesn't matter as much. Wait, is this well, actual they're all going to be wood though. <laughs> this this is, is, act- is Oh, totally. Okay. All I'm right. making it up. It might actually be science. No. I don't know. Well, there's there got to be something. It, there.
2: There's like a there's like a humidity that you're going to be faster at like a higher temperature and humidity, but then you got to like hit the middle ground where you don't get too hot and you can handle it. So you got to like you gotta find the sweet spot with the air conditioning system. You know,
1: there's a lot of there's a lot of factors in here. So maybe maybe that's what it comes down to is the Swiss. Uh, you know, they have a mind for making you know watches and stuff, and maybe they're good at air conditioning too. And maybe well, that track guess, is just you know really luminous. dialed, really perfectionist. Uh, they can really dial in the temperatures. And well,
0: I don't know. I was going to say, little guy, why don't you go ahead and look it up, but I don't want to tie up the bandwidth of your neighbor's yeah. Wi-Fi, so therefore, yeah. it's getting a little like, you know, every now and then, we can't hear you, so put down those Googling fingers. Uh, so, Jens right. Voigt is uh, no longer the record holder, some guy, Matthias Brandol, some young kid from Austria. Congratulations. Just a kid. Yeah. And now, uh, um, Bradley Wiggins claims next summer that he'll be doing it, but let's move on. Mm. Let's Let's Yahoo- a real serious Yahoo question: What's the best way to get into cyclocross racing? It was very simple. What's the best way to get into Just cyclocross racing? Just to show up and race. Show up,
2: and I'd say show up, sign up. I'd say get a chip. You got to go buy a chip, and then uh, cross bike and tubulars and discs, and then you
0: could then you could show up probably. What was your first uh, cyclocross bike, Spencer?
1: Uh, I had a. Um, a Rust Danny, uh, it was a custom made aluminum, uh, cross frame, um, custom made for someone who is not me. Um, and it had single speed dropouts, but it had a derailleur hanger and I set it up, um, with, uh, with gears and everything. And, uh, it was okay. It okay. was, it was, a it was way more bike than I needed. That's for sure.
0: So you had, so you went out and got a cyclocross bike used cause I, Right? Was it like an eBay? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, I bought it from a coworker. um, You know, for relatively cheap. um, And what what built it up with spare parts that were floating around, and parts probably all the parts probably came off eBay. Actually,
0: yeah. Did you use that bike for like as work bike, and then you're like, I'll just go race it too, or was this like specifically for cyclocross?
1: I used it as a work bike, yeah, messengering. Um, I had it set up single speed uh, for that, and then I put. Set it up for gears for racing. Okay, um, So I was too soft for to rock the one cog at that time.
0: And uh, little guy, what was your first cyclocross specific bike, and how'd you come about it?
2: <laughs> it was my uh, Trek Cyrus, it's a touring okay. bike. I bought so, it. To- uh, I bought it uh, from a guy who was selling it in front of the Super America on Twenty Fourth and Lindale or Twenty Second and Lindale <laughs> for forty bucks. A couple <laughs> of years before that.
0: You bought it out of Super um, America? Like how'd you did he approach you? Did he did he at first like offer you some money? No, watches? it was sitting <laughs> it was
2: out it was out in front of Super America. Like I was walking back from the wedge the day before and it was out in front of Super America and it had a little sign on it and a phone number that said forty bucks. Forty like, bucks. I bought it. And um <laughs> that's that's why I rode it for the first couple of years, is that? So did you that's have like a sweet. cell phone it's to still, call it's the still guy? my work bike?
0: Did you have a cell phone? No, to call I had the to go home right and
2: use the landline to call him. Oh, you no, I even... went home. I called him on okay. the landline, and then I and then I walked back down.
0: I thought maybe That's you how it would worked uh... in
2: 2004.
0: No. Well, I figured there'd probably be a uh, a phone booth right there that you could, you know, <laughs> find like 35 cents. It's hard to, to use. find
2: a phone booth, man. It's hard to find a phone booth in this city, even no, little guy, even little guy, ago.
1: little guy, little guy. The wedge. If I could have gotten, gotten tracking, a if you were ever a gutter punk kid in Minneapolis, you would know that the wedge has a free was... phone. Yeah, this is true. But well, I'm not I a gutter this. punk kid. So, You'd to uh... walk across the street to the co-op and use the free phone. We my use that phone every I also, day, I also every single day. day. Yeah, well. So well, I've um... used,
2: I've used the, I've used the co-op phones when my phone has died when I've been at work before.
0: That. <laughs> I love That's this talk sweet. about uh, you guys using phones, but let's get back to me. Do you, oh, I, yeah, first, just, do you guys remember my first? Do you guys remember my first cyclocross bike? Was it a uh, Terranaut? I think throw? it was not I a Terranaut. I think Taranaut. the first
1: cross race you did, you were on a Panasonic uh, track bike.
0: That was the race in Chicago. Oh, yes. God. So that was the first that one I ever genius. did. No brakes. <laughs> and uh, did okay. No brakes. Do you remember Slick my first tires. like actual cross bike that I purchased? I got it on eBay. Because it uh, was the Dean. Oh, oh, Dean. It was, oh, oh.
1: It was, <laughs> I do. It was the, the Dean. Dean.
0: <laughs> and as you guys are saying Dean, I sure hope you're making air quotes. Because uh, I got this bike on eBay for really cheap. And it was, it was basically titanium. a strip. What was it?
1: It was titanium. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was like it it
0: was aluminum. Like it was, well, it was aluminum, but they stripped all the paint. So it looked like it was titanium. And then it was only a special... would think it was Wait, 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 wait! No, the it was guy even steel. <laughs> and the guy said on the 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 eBay, he's like, I'm pretty sure this isn't titanium, and but they had invested in getting the actual Dean bike brand sticker kit and uh, yeah. placing it, so yeah. it looked like in the pictures that it may be titanium. But I got a really smoking deal on it. And then of course I got it, and it happened to be like some old specialized that it was just totally terrible it was really bad the nice curved fork it was like a
1: hybrid bike yeah
0: <laughs> that was my oh, first it, like...
1: it could have been
0: <laughs> so to uh yeah so that, that was some good stuff right well, there we built it no, up no, it we, was bad. Mean,
1: we did the best we could with it
0: <laughs> so to yahoo and to Hi- yahoo answer user danielle um, just go on eBay and <laughs> purchase a bike that looks like it's titanium. And it turns out to be a, a hybrid. Um, and yeah. you will be uh sitting golden for the <laughs> neck big, uh, big event. Yeah.
1: That's um, one option. Option B is to buy a custom bike that was built for someone else. Um, and option C is just to, you know, hang out around your local gas station until somebody <laughs> is selling for about 40 bucks. And those are three great options. Or,
0: them. or you could just go to your local bike shop and ask them what you need. Um,
2: and they'll yeah. sell you a two thousand dollar bike with Sora on it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Congratulations, you were just totally duped.
0: <laughs> all right. So, um, as really? I was,
1: uh, really, yeah. if I want to really answer this, can I really answer this? One? Yeah let, let let's give let's
0: give Danielle a serious answer here.
1: All, all Danielle needs to do is take whatever bike she has and just go to the race, and. Nobody nobody's going to give her a hard time. Like, eh, yeah. cross is pretty good that way. Um, you know. Some
2: people will make fun of her behind her back. You know they will.
1: Behind <laughs> your back. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but but not, not to your face, and you'll never notice. Yeah. Or, or they'll say it in ways that you won't even understand our uh insults, you know? They'll be like, "Oh, who's the Fred?" or like whatever, and you'll be like, "I don't know what that lingo means." You know? I just say my name's not it? Fred, it's Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I just go to best... it. Yeah, Have just... some fun, see if you like it, and then uh, decide if you want to invest that forty bucks into uh, into the uh, <laughs> Tony, or or forty
0: dollars to get some uh, twenty eight mil tires, and then and then you'd be golden. Right, sure. Yeah. So, uh, um, I was traveling the state, and I went to this really uh, cool bike shop down in West Palm Beach called the Bicycle. And as I walk in, this guy's like, "Hey," one of the uh, managers, owners there, goes, yeah. "Hey." You guys are really big-time Lance Armstrong haters. What's up with that? And then I got it. like, is this accurate? Is this an accurate assessment of the three of us that we hate Lance Armstrong?
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty fair.
0: I mean, that's pretty fair. I it's pretty fair. But I just want to point
1: out that we, hated, mean, I...
0: that we hated Lance Armstrong before it was cool.
1: I – I, I think I liked him before it was super cool, and then I hated him before it was super cool, too. I mean, so I'm kind of ahead of the curve.
0: Yeah, Lance Armstrong unified us. You him like it became... was, cool.
2: like, in 97? or Well,
0: <laughs> no,
1: not that soon, I guess. Re- now. Before I it was mainstream say... cool. Come on. Aww.
0: I just want to say that anybody that comes to my house since 2005 that has tried to get onto my uh, Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi... <laughs> router name is Lance does EPO. Oh. And now I'm going to have to change it to Lance did EPO. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's no longer conjecture.
0: Keep, so,
2: keep, keep the faith.
0: He probably still does. And I mean, Lance Armstrong like really united us into lovers of Jan Ulrich, even though Jan Ulrich was a doper. It wasn't even that we hated <laughs> dopers. It was just, we hated well, Lance Armstrong.
1: I and... mean, I think, I think that really <laughs> hits on what it is. It is like, I enjoyed uh, uh, Lance in his early tours, you know, like 2001. I remember watching that one. Um, I and I moved to San Francisco that summer, and uh, and he came and to race the uh, the San Francisco Grand Prix or the Giro to San Francisco, whatever the hell they called that race. The T-Mobile. Um, and it was. Yeah, it was such a big deal that he was going to be there, and I was like, I was kind of excited. I was like, "Wow, Lance is coming!" I had just read his book. My mom had had cancer, and I read his book, and I was like, "Wow, this is great!" Like, I like bikes, and you know, positivity. And uh, you know, he raced for a little while, and then he dropped out, and then Hincapie won, and it was kind of a like a letdown, <laughs> but kind of like a, oh, I guess so. Uh, but was, I was still mystified at that point about bike racing. I was like, well, what the what the hell? He's the best. Why did he drop out? I don't get it. And then now, now I know sense. he just showed up for start money, did a few celebratory laps, and then <laughs> left on his private jet back to wherever. And, um, But, well, you know, and so anyway, at that time, he was kind of the underdog. Like, he was starting to win things, and you were, just, like, rooting yeah. for him. But by 2003 or so... He's the top guy, and I don't know. I just kind of root for the underdog all the time. So then it was then it was Ulrich and and these other guys, and uh, you know. So I don't know if I hate Lance so much as I hate whoever's winning. <laughs> but well, you know,
0: I, I could see there's that. good
1: reason for hating on Lance.
0: I think the reason I really started to hate Lance was you know, a variety of reasons, but one of the main ones was that he only did the tour, and so when I first started getting into bike racing. And I started learning that there was races other than the Tour de France. I got really mad when Lance Armstrong wouldn't go do them, so you wouldn't hear about them at all. And then Tyler mm-hmm. Hamilton wins, like, Liège, Bastogne-Liège. And right away I'm like, oh, my favorite racer. Like, this American won this race. And then you read up that he, like, did the Giro the year before with a broken shoulder or whatever, and he's grinding, the, you know, the teeth down because he was in so much pain. And you're like, oh, man. Tugboat. He's talking <laughs> Tug about boat. the dog all the time. I mean. Yeah. You know, and then that, you know, Tyler is what really started my, like, just selecting riders that are doped. Because yeah, right. Tyler came with, like, wrong. Ulrich, and then I had Mayo, and then DeLuca was in there, Ricardo Rico. I mean, there's all types of good ones in there. So,
1: yeah, All your favorites have, have fallen from grace.
0: Yeah, and speaking of uh, guys with Lance Armstrong and all that, Vela News just did a story with, uh, Levi, and I won't get all into it, like an interview with Levi about all this doping. And what really frustrates me about all this is that, like, Levi, they're only talking about him doping, like, in the late 2000s, like, when he got busted. They totally skip over the fact that Levi won the US Crit Championships, like, what, in, like, 94, and got busted for doping then, and then just kind of served a six-month ban. Like, everyone forgets that Levi had a couple of the false positives are, but anyways i digress
2: hey why did why did your guy like lance again i know you told me
0: well i think i think a lot of people like lance um you know i think when it comes down to it is that he did a lot for selling bikes you know and he did also a lot for just raising the profile of the sport absolutely oh that was the other reason i hated lance is because he dated one of the olsen twins that was that really freaked me out when that happened i was really creeped out
2: hmm i thought you were just jealous
0: but I think a lot of people, you know, like, you know, from a bike shop owner perspective, like, it would be really cool to have another Lance Armstrong out there to sell more bikes.
1: Well, if you but sold yes, tracks, it's yeah. It's true. Well,
2: and he only did it. He only did it for the for the small businessman. He well, must we were, be a Republican. He's a job creator.
0: Job creator. We were accused of being Real Lance job, Armstrong we haters. We were accused of being Lance Armstrong yeah. haters, and that is probably pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Myth, myth, yeah. Was yeah. myth was not busted. Myth was
0: not busted. But I do want to point out that George Hinckapie was mentioned for the first time in probably like four or five ah. podcasts. So we're back on the uh,
1: back on the we're, streak. We're, yeah. we're
0: off. We're off the schneid. Um yeah. okay. So this past weekend at the that race that Spencer mentioned earlier, the Cycle Smart International. Yes. There was a pro only section of the cyclocross race. Yes. And that caused quite the hubbub on the Twitter sphere. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna basically paraphrase everything is that there was a section of the course that only the pro men and women were allowed to go do correct and so if you wanted to do it you better upgrade and race in the pro men or women race and people were kind of mad they were like well, everybody should be able to do it right and That's, so that
1: was that was kind of the sentiment before people got there
0: <laughs> and then what and then i saw a tweet from myerson adam myerson the longtime promoter of this event basically saying we took it back old school where you have to use your hands on the run-up
1: it was steep it was <laughs> so people it was whoa, so really people didn't want to run
0: up it That's.
2: i mean like people, that was well it, like, once, it was, like, once you
1: ran up it you had to turn around and run and well ride down it um and it was it was steep it was really steep and so was uh, there it, was no runoff at the bottom you pretty much took a sharp turn right at the bottom um it was it was testing testing the skills for sure. So was it pro only just out of safety
0: or was it pro only just out of like respect for what the pros can do?
1: Um I think a little both. I mean, you know, they uh the theory is is that you know, the US elites can't compete in Europe. Like they go over there and it's like, "Whoa, this is really Hard, you know, like extra. The courses are so Euro, you know, like you hear that all the time. Um, but the way they do things in Europe is, you know, they have the pro courses, and and amateurs don't race there. You know, like Coxide and, and all these races that you've heard about in the Koppenberg, Like there aren't Cat Four races earlier in the day. Um, mm-hmm. That that just doesn't happen. So in the U.S., you know, we have everybody races on the same course. So. They had to figure out a way to make our course as hard as possible for the elites, but then allow everybody else who's, you know, Tom, Dick, and Harry to show up and have a good time and not break their necks. So that was the idea.
0: So, little guy, could you have handled it?
2: I haven't <laughs> as seen it. a resident pro. So yeah. Well I'm how never, do you having... feel, little
0: guy? Do you think just the entire course should be open for everybody, or do you think that it's okay to have pro only sections?
2: I mean, I I don't know. I, I I think it's good if everybody just does it because it's cross. You just if you can't ride it, you just run it. Though I'm sure there's a bunch of cat fours that were probably super happy to not have to go up a hill. Um but I don't really understand why you go to the race if you don't want to do the race. So, but there's a whole segment of people that go to cross races and then just like, oh, the whole time I just wanted to stop and drink. And you're like, you can drink all the time. You don't have to do the race. So, so
0: yeah. as Spencer, you were alluding to like, you know, this idea to make U.S. Cycle cross racers even better, especially at the world stage. We didn't even mention last week that J-Pow, Jeremy Powers, did go to the UCI World's Cup um, a couple weeks ago and got ninth, mm-hmm. which is actually a really good result. I would say for the first World yeah. Cup of the Year. Uh so good. congratulations to J Pow and I think he's going back to Europe for another like two week stretch here with another World's Cup this weekend. But the bigger story there was that Lars Vanderhaar won the first World Cup race of the year. And did you guys notice what he got on the podium? What he brought mm-hmm. with him to the podium? What the promotion gave him? Was it a launcher or a bucket? It was not a launch chair. It was not a bucket. They gave him a mm-hmm. keg. He had a podium keg that he held above his head. It was really awesome. Podium cake. I totally approve of that.
2: Bigger <laughs> than him.
0: Especially if the promoter <laughs> gives it to you. Like any prop that the promoter gives to you to hold on the podium is usually going to be really awesome. It's either like a stuffed animal, it's a cowboy hat like that they give at the tour or not the cowboy hat, like the 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 hat that they give at the tour of Basque Country, <laughs> which is yeah. always awesome, or the Classica San Sebastian. Like, there's always mm-hmm. this really cool stuff. So, they I had, had uh,
1: giant cookies this weekend. Like about Probably two foot circumference, like manhole cover diameter. Just, yeah, do you know what you giant. guys
2: missed when when I when I brought a bucket on a podium and you guys were so intent on looking at the bucket? Um, we were all given milk and cookies on that podium. You guys didn't even notice the fact that everybody had a glass of milk and a cookie. What
0: did you do with your milk? Well, yeah,
1: what did you say your milk? Oh,
0: did I you said say, no, 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 no. I, I want said, no, almond you. milk.
2: I said no, thank <laughs> you. And then, Excuse and me. Then,
1: do you guys have hemp milk? <laughs> they walked away
2: and then somebody else tried to bring me milk too and I had to be like no no no, no. I don't want your milk I oh, felt man. bad because they obviously they wanted everyone to hold milk it was like the stage photo they wanted but I didn't yeah. want to hold their milk so. you can hold anyway, the milk man, so I don't want to hold milk you it me. might spill on me milk is the most disgusting thing on earth <laughs> so, uh,
1: we're gonna get some hate mail about that oh god hey yeah. milk
2: producers it's gross <laughs> You're 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 milking the tits of an animal. That's disgusting.
0: <laughs> so, uh, it's single true. speed. It's si- gross. Single speed cyclocross worlds were held in Louisville, Kentucky, um, a few what? Week yes, ago? they were a week and a half ago. Yeah. and uh, of course, Spencer found himself right in the midst of Twitter controversy when he Man. retweeted the fact that they did not have a tattoo artist ready to go. And then the organizer was, like, just laid into you, Spencer. was, like, retweeting you, like, what a, should a jerk? And like, why don't you promote called, a race or something?
1: He called me a troll. And yeah. you know what? That hurt. That hurt because all I've had, long-time listeners of our show will know, I have nothing but love for the underdog that is Louisville. Louisville is constantly batting above its weight. Oh, yeah. We've gone on record many times in the past. Um Defending not bigger Louisville Louisville fans than us. There are Maybe not Papa bigger John, Louisville fans. But... Papa John and us are pretty much on the same level. And, you know. Um so anyway, yeah, I uh, that was a, a comment I made to uh my friend Mo who was out there racing. Uh she did pretty well. Um she won her tattoo and uh By and pretty I pretty well, oh, she man. won. <laughs> yeah, so you know, I was kind of making a joke, like, oh, bummer, there's not a tattoo guy right there. You know, you should just get it. And uh, so anyway, this guy, whoever runs their Twitter, got all bent and Mad. Started, uh, started yelling at me for making comments about people I didn't even know. And I was like, "I'm um, okay, I'm going to go pick her up at the airport tomorrow, so whatever.
0: Well, my favorite part of the whole thing was how they were like, oh, our tattoo artist wasn't ready. He flaked on us. And then later... <laughs> That tattoo artist put a tweet out that said something like, I don't call it flaking out when I was here an hour past when I said I was going to be here waiting for you guys to show
1: up. If if anything should be expected, it's that Single Speed Worlds isn't going to run on schedule. So, (laughs) you know, I'm not – I don't have any grudges. I was just making jokes. Like if anybody reads my Twitter, it's all jokes. Every single possible thing is always a joke. So don't take anything personally.
0: So he is basically a troll, but let's get back to the bigger thing here. The cycle, cyclocross, single speed worlds or whatever. A couple yeah. of cool course features that I want to point out and decide if they're cool or not. Because I understand the the idea of like rocking the one cog and being a rebel. But do they you? had a slipping. They had they had a slip and slide start. It was a Le Mans style start with a slip and slide, and you had to have your shoes off. See, so then you had to run to your bike and do like a cross, tra- like a triathlon transition to get your shoes on after you went through the mm. slip and slide and then at the base of the limestone stairs they built like a, a you know a Chuck E. Cheese ball pit so you had to like mm. climb into the ball pit to then start running up the stairs so is that cool is that like alright to do because it's single speed worlds or is this just like eh, kind of stupid
2: I think ball pits are always cool especially when ball they pits. don't have kids in them and hamburgers
1: any yeah, any ball kid, any ball pit without a kid in it is aces in my book. Yeah, less
2: germs. I just germs. want to
0: say yeah, that's
2: a lot of less important germs. for bike racers. Less germs in there, probably, maybe.
0: Well, there, you, there you go. There I'm happy we made it all the way through that without any like ball jokes. That was really good. Um, Chris Boardman, this is the final like real big hubbub that has been on the internet. We, the real hub, we
2: we have a better hubbub to talk about, but okay, let's talk about Boardman.
0: Alright, you write down your hubbub and we'll get to that. Chris we, Boardman. Uh, we Yeah, okay. Chris Boardman <laughs> appeared in a uh, British cycling like advert advertisement or as they would say over there, advertisement. It was a, it not was wearing a PSA a helmet. or something. It was yeah, a, like PSA. a PSA. Not not wearing a helmet, not wearing any high vis clothes and boy did the sphere go after him as saying, like, how can you be for safe cycling when you're not wearing a helmet or high-vis clothes? Yeah. And this goes back to one of our favorite topics that we've talked about many times before. But I'm totally with Chris Boardman on this. His his letter was fantastic. He said, look, in Denmark and in Copenh- you know, Copenhagen, in Amsterdam, they're not wearing helmets. They're not wearing high-vis clothes. And, like, the rate of crashes is so low. like." It has nothing to do with helmets. We need to get cars off the the ride path. You know, it was really, really well done. Right,
1: right. The whole the whole theory of uh, why do I need to protect myself from you and make myself visible to you when you're supposed to be paying attention and not hitting me? Um, it's you know, it's there's some logic there. Uh, I don't know if that would fly in the good old U.S. of A. Uh, you know. But uh well, also
0: probably wouldn't fly with Vegas odds. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's one of those things that you're like, eh, I totally hear what you're saying, but uh yeah, I'd probably wear a helmet.
1: <laughs> we're 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 not there yet, you know. that's that's the ideal and uh I appreciate that he that he pushes that. Um myself, I'm in a weird spot myself. Like whenever I'm kitted up, whenever I'm on a training ride or racing or riding around, like I always always throw a helmet on. But if I'm cruising down, you know, a few blocks to the store, I'm you know, maybe fifty fifty. So I don't know. It's interesting. And and helmet. that's obviously when I'm gonna get hit by a car much more likely than when I'm on a training ride.
2: That's I true. I've never 90. understood your helmet policy. <laughs> I, wear helmet probably,
0: I wear a helmet probably I wear a helmet probably ninety percent of the time. I should be at a hundred percent of the time. The reason I don't wear my helmet sometimes is that, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I've been kind of getting really my haircut nice hair cut, and I've got it, I've yeah. got it parted <laughs> on the other side now, you know, and it's kind of, I don't want to mess up oh. my hair. Uh, <laughs> but in all reality, I, I, I wear my helmet most of the time. I used to not wear a helmet when I was a courier with you guys in Minneapolis, but then I remember uh, a friend of mine getting hit by a car, and it totally freaked me out, and I started wearing a helmet every time. Was that you know? me? No, it was a little guy. Remember that little
2: guy? Oh, yeah. When I got hit by a car and I... Yeah, I remember getting hit by a
0: car. That freaked <laughs> yeah. me out. Started wearing a helmet. Yeah. So, thanks. Thanks a lot, little guy. That's good to
2: do. You're welcome. I'm all about your safety.
0: But I'm also not about not the bike helmet Nazis. Like, yeah, if someone doesn't want to wear a helmet, it's not impacting you at all. It's natural selection. Let them uh, figure it out.
2: It's not even natural selection. They'll just be fine, probably. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, he's got to tuck and roll. <laughs> we we can all <clears throat> we can all uh, you know just uh, whether whatever your position is on the helmets, maybe agree that uh, you know the helmet shouldn't be the divider of 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 the cycling culture. It should be everybody knows that car culture needs to change and that that dynamic needs to shift. Um, and and it's one of those uh, you know divide and conquer tactics from the uh, yeah. I don't know like that we're the we're our cars. own worst enemy. Yeah.
0: Well, the the one right. thing that that Boardman says that is absolutely true, regardless of how you feel on the helmet divide, is that there should not be a mandatory helmet law. Because every now and then you see some like bike advocates push for that, and it's totally yep. ridiculous. It doesn't yeah, help. It reduces the back. amount of people that actually ride their bikes. So right. that's yeah, another that, barrier. The last thing that's let's work on getting people to wear their helmets and making helmets better, but we don't need a another barrier. So right. so little guy, barrier what's here. the hubbub that you wanted to talk about so much?
2: I wanted. To, we were going to talk about the Sven Nice and the and the oh. the jerk from Golden Palace getting in his way. Jerk! It's, to... it's a conspiracy because Niels Albert is is like the manager of Golden Palace. So obviously that was like his right. last dig at Sven.
0: Okay. So so wait 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 stop. So that's what we I just little guy. There's you a just lot confused... of conspiracies wait, there, buddy. You just confused almost every one of our listeners. So let's yeah, talk. Yeah, I didn't. All the, well, we
1: gotta, all we the ones inter- that don't do pay
2: attention to cycling I confused, but all the ones that do pay attention to cycling know what I'm talking about.
1: I think we, really? I think our listenership is like this happy medium right in between those two extremes, though, <laughs> where maybe you missed everybody.
0: So, so I, here's I, the deal.
1: You well, guys, guys are like, to set this up. Why, do we just, to...
2: why don't we put like, some training wheels on the podcast? Like, like, we're,
1: <laughs> like I don't even know what you're talking about. All right, guys, you, we're you, putting you, the training you.
0: wheels on. We're putting the training wheels on. The Coppenberg okay. cross was this past weekend, mm. and Sven Nies found himself on the last Wait, lap. Wait, what's this a Coppenberg? oh shut up. This is the race that he's won ten times, and or he was One going for that. his tenth time, and uh, uh he was going on the last lap. He's with uh whoever. Yeah. Who was it? This is some guy oh. who won. Wow. Yeah, he's with the ga- van out. And uh, Van Out's teammate was getting lapped and purposefully slows down and gets in the way of the final sprint. So when Sven Nys, riding second wheel going onto the straightaway, tries to come out of the line, well, appears to try to come out of the line, he uh, you know, he throws his hands up in the air, flicks the guy off, and Van Out wins. Sven Nys takes second. Sven Nys is all mad but Svenny's probably wouldn't have won the sprint anyway but we digress doesn't uh, matter guys are should the training get the wheels back out of on the way. Did,
1: did, did you watch it little guy
2: i did watch it
1: okay do you think that looked intentional
2: yes That dude uh, before that before that last corner he's looking back and he yeah. knows they're coming and if yeah. if if you're If you're at all concerned, like, oh, maybe I'm in the way, you pull over before that last corner. There's no reason that dude should have pulled on the finishing straight and then just ridden down. Like, he should have pulled over before the finishing straight. Otherwise, his plan is to get in the way.
0: Yeah, it was clearly premeditated because you could see him several times on the course during that last lap looking back kind of out of focus, like, oh, here they're coming. So he knows they're coming.
1: Right. No, he absolutely knew they were coming. I'm just yeah. saying there's a little chicane, like it's a straightaway and then there's a little uh right turn and then a left into the finishing straight and yeah. you can see them all kinda of enter that and you see him come out when the cam- camera angle changes and he's just not in the way. Like they're already around no. him when the sprint no. starts and he's not boxing Sven in and he I really not have been just there. he shouldn't have been no, there, he's... the officials should have pulled him out. But he didn't affect the sprint at all, and Sven wasn't going to win. And, oh, he does and affect he the sprint that. because he's
2: on the he finishing straight. He used that straight.
1: as an excuse. I, I kind not, of I'm agree not even, with both. I'm not even debating
2: whether Sven – I think Sven is using it as a bit of an excuse. Yes. I agree with that. But dude shouldn't have been there on the finishing straight, no, yeah. and he knows that, there's, and he should move there's over a, And any yeah, an time there. there's somebody there. That's gonna get yeah. in the way, like especially as a teammate. He should just know for one, like this will just look bad, no matter what happens out of this. Like this will look bad, like I was trying to block for my teammate. You know. Well. And what do you want to do? You want to piss buddy. off Sven Nies? He's this gonna now buddy, he's uh... now he's gonna get killed by some like Belgian mafia goons.
1: <laughs> no, no, Guys, no, we no. hung
0: out with at the phone party. I mean, these guys are They're gonna bubble. stuff waffles <laughs> down <laughs> his
2: throat until he chokes. No, Belgium. I'm I'm but with little one. Guy of them. In this he's one. a
0: Belgian. Is that? <laughs> He's not a this he's guy, not
2: a Belgian anymore. He's not a Belgian anymore. Citizenship privileges. gone. Lost he his citizenship. Not, they took his waffle iron away. It's over.
0: He should not have been allowed on that course. It was totally a mess up with the right. officials and this guy should be I would say ban him for but the next that, race. It did it didn't fault, affect though. the sprint. It is his is fault it? because he clearly wow. was looking. Cuz as right. someone who's been lapped several off, Spencer Spencer, What's as he someone supposed who's to do? Been... He's supposed to move it. over.
1: He's been in he's a bicycle to... race before. I think out of the he way. understands how it works. I think we I think we all agreed that he wasn't in the way of the sprint. I think no, he shouldn't he have been there, know. but where's he is should... supposed to go? I There's fencing. Where's he supposed to go?
0: Is he okay. My turn. If he goes to the left. Just... Little guy, shut up. My turn. He should have just gotten <laughs> off the he should have gotten off his he bike. He should
2: have pulled over before the last corner. He should have
0: gotten off his bike, pulled out the lawn chair that he was hoping to bring up on the podium and let the guys go, and then gotten back on the bike and finish. Because as someone who's been lapped several times in a bike race, <laughs> I know how to get out of the way. You don't affect I, the that's... leaders when they're lapping you.
1: He didn't affect them. Oh. Yes, you... he did. He, <laughs> he didn't it, affect it. W- you watch the video. This is when you're a troll. He didn't aff- No. I, I honestly swear to God, hand on the whatever, he didn't <laughs> affect that race. Try, I don't. Know, I don't think he okay, changed the What's Would you? Would you? <laughs> w- so if you were in his position,
2: would you have been like you're looking back and the fi- the the leaders are coming for the sprint and you'd be like, whatever, I'll just I'll just whip into the finishing straight like two seconds in front of them. They could sprint around me. That's totally cool. You wouldn't pull over before the last corner.
1: Uh. I I don't know. I wasn't in his shoes, so you know I would try and stay out of the way. Yeah. Well, if and you it saw,
0: looks... if you whatever, if you saw it was me coming around for the sprint win, you would have totally. Well, you'd get in the way. Then he'd get in the way.
2: And Spencer would have got in the finishing straight and started weaving. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he'd probably switch teams mid race. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes Tim. I'm gonna put on another jersey. I can't let this mean... happen.
2: Imagine imagine you're coming around you're coming around for the win and and super rookies in front of you and you're probably yelling at him like three corners away. Damn, get the fuck out of the way. And then he doesn't. And he pulls onto the
1: finishing straight and then you lose the sprint, you'd kill him. He was okay. That race, if you watched it, that race was lost about a half a lap before that. Sven was not gonna win. No, it doesn't. That race was over. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Okay, so Sven, as Tim noted, Sven has won that race like nine times. Yeah. And if you know, he's won that race the same way every single time. He attacks on the last climb, and he did the same thing this time. And nobody has ever matched him before. And this time, somebody did, and he, you know, he was beat. He was beat there. And he wasn't going to come around, and he knew it. And he used a, he used that uh, unfortunate incident, which shouldn't have happened. Guy shouldn't have been there. He should have been pulled off. He was in the wrong place, but he didn't affect the outcome of the sprint, a, or the outcome of the race in general, b. Um, he shouldn't so have been he there. he should still be punished, though. But it doesn't matter. Just, no, the officials yes. screwed that up. No, that is not no, his fault.
0: He should no. You got to set the precedent. He should not have been there. <laughs> so, so this is this is how he, this is the super rookie solution. They took away his result. Super they disqualified him solution. for the day. Yeah, yeah. This is like a super rookie guarantee. This is how it would never happen again. You don't yeah. allow him to start the next B-post trophy race or whatever series that race is part of. You've got to punish that type of activity. You don't get involved like that. It looks bad. I'm not going to Golden Palace now to put bets down. Is that what they do at Golden Palace? I think it's a casino,
1: isn't it? I thought it was place? like Urinal Company. <laughs> oh no. man,
0: maybe they should maybe they should sponsor our podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: whatever and with that, they do. I love
1: I love your chicken tasting urinal cakes. <laughs> Bet and with that, if systems. if any of you
0: have uh, if any of our listeners have sponsorship ideas, please hit us up at the slowridepodcast at gmail.com. We're great yeah. individuals. We want
2: your money. <laughs>
0: Our products. We'll, we'll test... things
1: really good. <laughs> we'll...
0: we'll test any of your products. Um, so, <laughs> you thanks for listening to cakes. this. Uh... Thanks for listening to this awesome episode of the Slow Ride Podcast, <laughs> inside bike culture but outside the bike game. Please tell all your friends about us. Leave a review and ranking on either iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud.
1: Tell Just your friends the Slow Ride Podcast. And Every uh, day yeah. until they listen or they're no longer your friends. Yes.
0: And you can find us on Twitter. I'm at the super rookie, at the little guy Matt, who might check it once a month. And then Spencer is at Spencer Howe, H A U G H. Take a look. Hashtag the super so podcast. All right, gentlemen, until next week. Okay.
1: Bye, oh <laughs> See you later.